And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers. Class is officially back in session. And we are here for another guest speaker episode. And I am so excited to have Aristotle Jones back again. He was on our Social Injustices Socratic Seminar. Uh, that was probably what, Aristotle, two months ago now, three months ago? Has it been that long? My perception of time is really warped at, at the moment. Uh, like everything kind of just blends into itself. So like probably, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> this, is coming, this is coming from the same person that like thinks the world's flat. So it's totally fine. So <laughs> I'm not going to speak on that. <laughs> I'm kidding. We'll get into that. Uh, welcome, welcome back to the show, my man. I'm, I'm, like I said, so thrilled to have you here, and and uh, and definitely chop it up one on one. I know we had we had a lot of moving parts the last time, so I mean, like so we've been riding with you for a while. We we reviewed Walk Away with Lucy Frost on one of our last Boston Artist reviews. I believe it was Artist Review Five, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that. Again, it all gets jumbled. But uh, yeah, you've been on the, the music kick for quite a while. You've got a new album coming out called The World is Flat. I'm excited to dive into that and talk about that a little bit. The first thing I wanted to ask you, though, you are a very unique artist in a lot of ways to me because I think that you pay attention to a lot of really kind of uh, intricate details when it comes to your music and some things like I've noticed just in, in listening to the album uh, just one thing I've talked to you about is specifically how you kind of layer your vocals in the background kind of in like a, har a harmonious way with like female singers on hooks and, I, and they really play to like, again, uh, very nice melodies. Uh, you also like have a lot of different uh, influences when it comes to sound like you do, you know, obviously hip hop, but even a little jazz and neo soul and even like you get into some some rock and alternative and things like that. So I'm kind of curious, like, where did your sound come from? Like, where, I think it's very unique. I think what you're doing is very unique. So really just interested in like, you know, what artists you're kind of influenced by and, and where you kind of got your sound to begin with. Um, I think it's it's really just like, I think my music kind of evolves with my music taste. And like, anyone who like, anyone who makes music knows that like you have to like you're taking influence from the stuff that you hear like um regardless of how much like you want to you want to say that you're original like the what what you have to do to it like is like put your own spin on it and that's what i've been trying to do like trying to take like influences from like contemporaries and also like like old school stuff um like i don't know like contemporaries i'm talking like mac miller kendrick uh, j cole it's kind of like I don't know, it's kind of like the, like the corny fallback answer, but like, I don't know, just people like Joey Badass and like Corday and shit like that. Yeah. Like, I can definitely hear some Mac, definitely, like in your, sometimes in your delivery, I, I can definitely hear, but I, I always just find with your music, like the, like the instrumentation, the musicality that you play with, I think it's like, like I said, like I said, I hate to kind of use the word again, but very unique to what's going on in, in, in today's, you know, mainstream music. And so I wonder for you, like, instrumentally like the you know and where do you kind of find inspiration for that like how do you kind of craft some of these some of this production um well a lot of it honestly comes from just like messing around like uh, i got into like production before i got into rapping that was like my, my kind of my first love and then i i was making beats and had no one to rap on them so i i kind of took up like the aristotle jones moniker and started rapping on them myself um but I think like it, a lot of it is owed to just messing around and just trying like weird shit and just failing 
again and again and again and again, and then eventually just finding stuff that sounds cool and then replicating that and iterating on that um, and using that, like adding things to your arsenal as you go, as you like make mistakes. Um, Cause I have like on, I use Ableton like exclusively to like make beats. So I probably have like, like 800 projects on like my, my, my old laptop that I got like sophomore year of high school. And I'd say like, like a hundred of them are like, okay. Like, and then like 50 of those are like, all right to be songs. And then like 20 of them are going to like, in like in various stages of almost done at any time. But like, it's really just like, not, I don't know. Like it's really, and also I gotta, I gotta owe a lot of it to the people that are around me. Cause I'm at Berkeley and like, I, I'm just surrounded by incredibly talented and like unique people like in and of themselves. Like I, I have this like access to like a collaboration that I never would have had before. Um, like you can definitely hear like the, the, the difference between like Zathera and my old stuff, which is pretty much just me like sitting in my room, like working on beats and then recording it. Like when my, my engineer, Nick, I got to shout him out. He's, he's crazy. He's why half my shit sounds like it does. He's, he's a wizard. Um, but I think one, once I got to Berkeley, once I started meeting people and not even just at Berkeley, like the Boston hip hop scene, once I moved out here and like, I like hearing ideas from other people and like bouncing stuff off other artists and like collaborators, not just like other rappers or singers, but like guitar players, like bass players, other producers. I've been like rapping on a ton of other beats and like getting inspiration from stuff I've been hearing from them. Like it's really just like taking in everything, all the sensory data you have, and then just like compiling it into something unique that you think will stand out in like the modern sound, but like also staying true to like your story and like, your your sensibilities because it's like authenticity i think is like like really key and like the kind like music especially like that i'm trying to do like because i'm i'm not out here like talking about like like yang banging and shit and like it's like that's not that's not my story like i'm not acting like i i come from something that i don't like i i make music because i love it and like i understand that it's it's like an art form that's historically like a like a black art form and it's from like oppressed minorities but like I, I want to not be appropriating that. I want to be like adding to it and like giving back to the, like the culture that has allowed me to like find something that I've been, become so passionate about. Like it's all about like progressing it forward rather than just being reductive and like using it for your advantage. And I think that's like, like very important for, especially like white artists. <laughs> for sure, <laughs> for sure. yeah. You like you, like when you came on and we talked about it on our, like I said a little at the beginning of the episode, when you came on the social, uh, social injustices Socratic seminar we had, which is on YouTube, by the way, on our channel for anybody to check it out if you missed it by chance. But we, we talked about this a lot on that specifically. I don't want to go too, too much into that because it's out there for people to, to watch already. But you know, you and I are, you know, two Caucasian men from the North shore of Massachusetts. So mm-hmm. like for us to be embedded in the hip hop scene, right. You have to kind of pay, like you said, pay that homage to the people that kind of brought it to us. Right. And, 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 100% understanding like you know where that where that culture comes from respecting that culture but i i like what you're saying though because you want to also add to that culture as well it's not it's not this it's not this constant take take i want to try to and I, and i see that with you because you know like like i said instrumentally topically even like you're you're not a typical hip-hop artist right i don't i don't even consider i almost consider you as almost like an alternative hip-hop artist in a sense and that's i think that's a great thing because i think you you have a very unique and i keep using that word but 
it's it's very very different than a lot of what's out there right now. I think and and I think that's fantastic. And and a couple other things you mentioned too that I wanted to to, to touch on, which you know you said sort of you were talking a lot about you know just trying new things and 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 you know not everything you're doing is is perfect and and that's fine, right? I think that's a great testament for anybody, you know, regardless of what you're doing in life, whether it's making music or you know maybe you're a teacher or coach or whatever it is, right? You're gonna try like for us for me like you know. And when I'm in, in, in the classroom, I try a new lesson every once in a while, man. Sometimes it goes great. Sometimes it flops. It just is what it is. You know what I mean? But it doesn't stop you from trying it. Yeah. And for you, it's like, I, I see that. You're like, hey, you know what? I, ha- and, and I have all these people around me that I can kind of, you know, bounce off of, bounce ideas off, kind of take, you know, potentially influences from. I think it's really, really, I love what you're talking about because you're talking about listening, right? As an artist, you're talking about listening and kind of, observing and taking from that and growing there. So I think that's huge. And I love that. I think that's just like, you know, in essence, a great life skill, but I kind of want to go back to a little bit of what you're saying about being at Berkeley because Mm -hmm. you're the first, really, I think the first Berkeley student that I really know, like on a personal level, but also the first Berkeley student we've definitely had on this show. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, Berkeley college as a, as a whole. I think it kind of has this, you know, um, stigma to it that you guys are all like, obviously like super musical and, and, and potentially like, you know, uh, not nerdy, nerdy is the wrong word, but you got, you got it. No, it's, it's the right word. It's the it stigma right? in a sense. Yeah, dude. No, I, I, I'm like very grateful for the opportunity to go to Berkeley cause I'm, I'm pursuing my, like my passion of being like production and that's, that's really what I want to do. Like, and I, I want to get better at that and I want to be, become like the best or not like it's 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 kind of cocky to say the best but like i want to become the best i can be like i want i want to get reach my personal ceiling you know yeah yeah um and like berkeley it it does have kind of that reputation of being like kind of nerdy and kind of like uh i don't know like i love berkeley and i love the people but like there's there's not a lot of like hip-hop shit going on that i've that i've seen i've like trying to reach out to a lot of like artists in the berkeley hip-hop scene which there's like a there's a vibrant scene but it's like small and that's because i've also seen like a lot of berkeley kids talk about like kind of the lack of diversity and like um uh, african-american students like that's that's kind of why you like see like if you look at like the uh ethnic breakdown i'm I'm, dude i'm ragging on berkeley now i shouldn't i love berkeley i love going there it's very fun i love all my friends and i love the teachers because i some of them some of them are kind of trash um but that's every college and um not like it's it's online right now which is kind of kind of shit i gotta say uh it's how, hard- how is that not to cut you off but like how is learning music online I, I i can't imagine that that would be anything that would be serp like super you know i i feel like that wouldn't work pers- personally but as a teacher like I, I know how hard it is to teach online in general so how do you how do you i mean how's that going like m- teaching music online it's like not super fun nah. it does not work out super well um i feel like it would have to be more hands-on right like in- yeah no that's like that's how i am as a learner too so that's even worse for me because i'm just sitting there and I, I i'll be the first to tell you like i'm not the most like musically inclined like when it comes to like theory and that kind of shit like i i don't know what i'm doing i i, I barely know how to read music like <laughs> and like that's that's the thing like people assume everyone at berkeley is like 
Well, I, I, I should, I, I take back my earlier statement. That, that stigma is, is, is around, but like it applies to a very select minority because the majority of Berkeley kids are just like music nerds who love making music and like smoking weed and playing music with their friends and just like going to house shows and shit. Like it's, and there, there are people who are like kind of stuck up and like the institution itself is kind of high and mighty sometimes, but like when it comes down to it, it's, it's a great college. They're giving people a great education. Like, and I got people around me who I never, ever could have met like otherwise like there's there's no other way that i'd be meeting these people and they're like it's changed my life like there's there's no way to like get around that right um i'm sure that the network is just like you're kind of incredible you have all these probably people at your disposal and in order to help like you like you were talking about earlier like help shape your sound a little bit and kind of help influence a lot of a lot of things which is which is in essence i mean part of college in, in its own right i mean a lot of it is networking and, and building relationships and having some people that you can fall back on you know, I mean, like I still to this day, you know, every year, I mean, not, not didn't, didn't this year, unfortunately, because of, because of COVID, but you know, every year I, I always go back to my, my college. Um, cause my, uh, I obviously was an English major and they do like a, um, my college Framingham state, they have like a, like an English major, like night every spring, like for people that are graduating to kind of hear some people that are like, you know, in, in like what they're doing with their degree in English field. And like, I always go back because, and, and actually always go back and, and speak at this thing because, you know, it, it's like, um, it, it, it's, it's not only I'm giving back, like, and, and kind of giving my, uh, my story and, and, and how, like, I got to where I am, but, you know, it's, it's helpful to give, to reach out, because that's what pe people did for me. Like, when I was a student, you know, I had people that were graduated already or, you know, that I just kind of knew in teaching from, from, you know, being at Framingham and they, you know, offered out their services and, and, and their phone number, like, Hey, you know, hit me up if you ever need, do you have any questions on this? You know what I mean? And so it's just, I feel like that's constant motion. Like that is the one thing I know, I know college right now it's, it's expensive. It's doesn't, maybe people don't see the value in it that much, but for this, not only the social network, but really more so the, the professional network too, it really is important. Uh, uh, Berkeley, half of Berkeley is the people you meet. Like, like they, they call it Berkeley college and networking. Like it's, <laughs> I like that. It's literally people that you meet that'll like change your life. Cause it's, even if it's like not necessarily you who's going to like explode and like take off, it could sure. be like your friend or like this person you met through someone at Berkeley, or you could get a job at like a studio through someone like it's, it's just like shit like that, that would never have been attainable otherwise. And like, I, yeah, that's, I, 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 I kind of, I feel like I kind of shot on it like un unjustly because I'm like very glad to be there. Like it's, no, no, it's no. listen, <laughs> listen, like this is, this is the way I see it too. I think you and I would probably agree with this. It's like, you can love something, but be critical of it as well. I mean, that's what we like in essence, that was what the social injustices Socratic seminar we had was, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think you and I were sitting there saying we hate America or anything like that, but it's like, you can, and I, that's what I think. I think that's actually the most patriotic thing. I don't think, I think this blind patriotism is, is not really the way. Like, I think in order to be patriotic, you know, I'll just use this example. It's like, you know, you can say, I love America. I love where, where we've gotten to in this, in certain terms of the progress we've made socially and, and, but we still, it's, but it's important to recognize, okay, we still have a ways to go though. And you can be critical about that. Oh, yeah. And that's okay. Dude, like, dude, I've been critical of, of, you know, my, my college as well. I've been critical of, you know, jobs I've had in the past. It's just like everything kind of comes with its, you know, 
with, I don't want to say negatives, but I mean, there's, there's just not, a, everything's not perfect, man. And we, yeah. we can't, we can't. And if you're not like actively trying to change something for the better, then like you're yeah. kind of like complicit in it being bad. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So I don't take what, no, nah, I, I, I don't, I don't take what you said bashing. I, I kind of led you, honestly, I probably like nudged you into it anyway. So I just, I just, again, like, you know, stereotypes are, 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 are real, right? It, they, and obviously people use them a lot in terms of like we, like we talked about, you know, with race and ethnicity and things like that. And, and maybe like where you came from in terms of like, you know, uh, geographically speaking, right? Like, you know, mass holes, that's a stereotype in itself, right? So, you know, it's, that's just what I had heard as, as my only experience with it is just, is, is just that. But yeah. there's so many different stories that go into everything like Berkeley College. It's not just, you know, the, the few, the few people that might give it its, its Dude, stigma or its the, the funny, like, I actually, like, there's a funny story. I was at a, an Earth Gang concert and <laughs> I was, yeah, I was at the Earth Gang concert at the Lower Middle East um, a while ago. Same one I was at, but okay. I, I saw them at, uh, oh man. House of Blues? Nope, not House of Blues. How am I? It's a club and I don't like Royale. Oh, got you. Yeah, I saw them. I saw them a couple, like in like, I don't even like last year, beginning of the year. Um, and I had like front row tickets with a couple, or not like, but it was like we got in matter and we got to the front because it was like standing room only. So we were like right at the front. And they're like right in front of us. And we were getting like crushed by the mosh pit. And like in between songs, like Dr. Das got like the the mic and he's like, like like all y'all in here can make music. Like you don't need to go to like Berkeley College of Music. And I was like, oh, we go there. And he's like, ah, oh, we got a couple of them in here. And he like rolled his eyes. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like because i was dude, on the basis fuck so i was like i heard berkeley college of music that's it so like i was <laughs> oh that's great yeah oh i mean it's it's again it's it's kind of like you know i don't, I don't know I, I feel like like i said i think it gets it's, it's bad it's bad rep but i feel like if you you're in it you're immersed in it right i'm sure there's a lot of like you're saying you see the benefits of it so it's it's not kenny, kenny beats went to berkeley kenny beats is, everyone loves kenny beats yeah heck yeah exactly yeah. So, I mean, a lot, a lot of, yeah, a lot of, like you said, a lot of talented, famous people have been, you know, to, to Berkeley or, hmm. and things like that. It's just, it's, it's not really about, you know, I think where you come from necessarily. It's just like, you know, what resources do you have? How do you use them? Right. Because somebody that doesn't go to Berkeley, you know, I mean, how many people or a music college at all? I mean, there's been a million and one musicians that have blown up without going to school for it. Yeah. Right. But, somebody could be super talented and like just take it for granted and, and take Berkeley college for granted and not utilize everything around it. And they're just like, Oh, you know, I'm going to be successful cause I'm dope. And it's like, it's not always the case. So no, it, it really is like they say in essence, college is what you make it quote unquote. Right. So, I mean, that's, it's, it's, it's true, right. It, no matter where you go, but I'm curious real quick, like what is the day to day, obviously not like take COVID out of it. Right. Like what's the day to day sort of like, like, uh, what, what is it, what is it like day to day being a Berkeley college student, like during regular times? Like what is, what does a, a normal day look like potentially? Uh, you got like, the classes are kind of structured weirdly where there's like, there's core music that you have to take. And then like, there's liberal arts that you have to like take over the course of your Berkeley career and then like ensembles and then private lessons. So like a private lesson is whatever you go there for, like primarily as your instrument. So I, I do voice. I actually got in for piano, but I switched to voice. Um, 
And then like an ensemble is just a credit, like a performance credit where you play with like a bunch of other people in like a specific kind of genre or like, um, like, uh, I can't, I can't, my English is not working correctly, but, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I do. It's been so long. I haven't done like actual Berkeley in a minute, but, uh, yeah, right. it's like, it's like, it's core music and then liberal arts that you kind of just tack on to the end. Uh, it's a lot of walking around Mass Ave, dodging crackheads, skateboarding, Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, One more call. <laughs> the Esplanade. Yeah. Well, normal, <laughs> normal college stuff. I yeah, hear. no, it's pretty, it's, it, honestly, aside from the music, it's, it's kind of boring. Like, there's not even, there's no party scene other than, like, shows. Uh, so you just kind of hang out in, like, small groups and, like, jam and make music. Which is like honestly fine with me. Like that's that's yeah. right. I think that's great. Yeah, I'd agree. Dope, man. I'm happy. Yeah. And you mentioned to me the other day, and I thought I saw this, and I was like, I, I when I first saw it on Instagram, I kind of, or maybe it was, I don't remember. I think it was Instagram. Yeah, I saw it on Instagram initially. Kind of just like, I was like, oh, that's a sick house, and then I just kind of like dismissed it. But you. You go to school with David Ortiz's daughter, is that correct? Yeah, or yeah, she's, she's a good friend of mine. Yeah. You were telling me a pretty interesting story about being in David Ortiz's house. Yeah, recently. I, I literally like, it's kind of bad, but I went down to Miami like last week. Uh, <laughs> anybody listening to this, don't. don't. I, had, I had a couple of friends who, like, we, didn't, we didn't do shit. We didn't, we didn't go anywhere. We just, we stayed in, like smoked weed and like hung out at a pool. But uh, I had a friend who was staying down there and another friend spontaneously flew out and I was like, they were like, oh, Ethan, you should come down. And I was like, I don't I, like I don't have a plane ticket like what the, they're like buy one and I bought one for 5 p.m that day at like one I flew out uh and then like yeah like out like Alex Ortiz who's David Ortiz's daughter is like at Berkeley in my in my year uh, I actually met her for the first time down there but like we'd, we'd known of each other and like and like spoken on like FaceTime and stuff before but I know her her boyfriend Zay who's like a a good friend of mine and another Berkeley rapper who I'm looking to collaborate with uh very soon and my, my friend Tom, who did, he's she's Schmeek, he did like a dream and uh, like Shark Shirt and the beats on those. And we we ended up going over to her house, which is David Ortiz's house, um, and pretty much just jamming in his living room. Uh, like I was playing piano and like kind of freestyling and singing. And like we had like uh, my friend Tom on like finger drum, like like MPC type thing had like some live keyboard and a guitar going. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty chill. They were watching the Red Sox and Big Poppy was just kind of like sitting like 15 feet away. I was kind of vibing out and it was, it was nice. Like yeah. I, I, I kind of, I met him for like a little, like a second. I was like, well, other than that, like he, he didn't like interact a ton. Cause like he's, yeah, like I'm sure like he sees a lot of ton of people come through there. Cause like, like his, his kids definitely like people over, man, that place is crazy. Wow. That but, like, yeah, that I'm very cool. grateful to, to, Alex Ortiz for having me over because she's she's dope and I can't wait to make music with her because she's incredibly talented like yeah. wicked talented it's crazy um like that that family produces some crazy talent like and I, I hang out with David Ortiz's son um for a little bit he's he's very chill he's also um, he's gonna be a pro ball player one day like I'm, I'm calling yeah. it he's gonna play and he wants to play for the Sox so we were like we were yucking it up it was chill I mean, I hope like we need the Sox. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a baseball guy. I've been seeing this. They need some help. But at the the time we're recording this, I think they just got off a nine game losing streak, which 
It was ten. It was ten. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, like if if there's a year to stink in sports, this is probably the year. Yeah, I think it's a point. You know what I mean? Like in any sport. I mean, I as 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 we're recording this, like I mean, we'll see how the the Bruins and, and the Celtics end up shaping up. I mean, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I, like give this on a big sports tear but yeah i just i thought that was so crazy that like i yeah i I saw it when you were there didn't really like think like twice about it i was just like oh i don't know where he is but that house is freaking sweet and then we were like obviously we were catching up the other day and you were like oh yeah i was at like david ortiz's house i'm like that's what that's what that was like are you kidding me it's crazy man i would have been i i was i was just in awe the whole time like and i was just so grateful to be there because they were so humble and so nice and so welcoming like just very very great down to earth people and like it was it was such a fun experience just getting to do that because like he told me like four years ago like oh yeah Ethan you'd be in freestyle rapping in David Ortiz's living room in Miami I would have been like you're smoking crack yeah yeah like, that's impossible <laughs> like what are you talking about <laughs> no way I mean like I'm thinking about it just like right now I feel like it's like the equivalent of like me going to do a podcast at like Paul Pierce's house, right? And having him be like 20 minutes. It was, I mean, it was like, surreal. It was surreal. It's it just crazy, man. Like, yeah. we, like an icon like David Ortiz, like growing up yeah. and just, like everything that he meant to like our city, obviously. And then like, mm-hmm. you, you obviously factor in like the Boston bombing and, yeah. and you know, his, his just very touching speech. after yeah, that. Yeah. Such an anchor for the city and like really held it down. Like he did so much for Boston. Like I feel like he's easily one of the most beloved Boston sports figures, if not the most like, Oh yeah, of my of like my generation. Yeah, he's got to be top five at least. Our generation, he's like top probably. Like you, you can count him on a couple of things. I think it's like Paul Pierce, you know, um, him obviously, uh, David Ortiz, KG. I mean, who else? You like throwing that? I mean, Zidane Chara. Like, I mean, that's really like who you're probably throwing in that in that in that mold. Tom Brady, obviously. Uh, I don't know how I just how I forgot him, but don't say his name. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to forget. With, don't say his name. Uh, was he Voldemort? <laughs> he must not be named. No, nah, I mean, I, I I don't heal like super like ill remorse for Tom Brady. Honestly, nah, he's he's doing whatever. It's it is. I'm on the Cam Newton train now. That's we'll see. Yeah, kill the Cam. Let's go. We'll exactly. We'll we'll see what happens with those guys for sure. And uh, but speaking of sports, all right, and old Boston. Uh, athletes, Mr. Kyrie Irving, who has claimed that the world is flat. Um, so I'm curious about your album. I've listened to it. I've gotten a chance to listen to it before it releases, which uh, obviously we're recording this before uh, it drops. But if you're obviously tuning into this podcast, the album is out everywhere now. So you can go stream it on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, just wherever, wherever you get your, your music, go check it out. It is a fantastic piece of work. Congratulations. Big time, Aristotle. I love it. Um, curious why the name title of the world is flat. Where did that come from? I'm, 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 I have, we haven't talked about this yet, so I I've, was very curious when you sent it to me. But I think I have an idea, but I want to hear from you. Uh, and I, and I talked a little about the artwork, too, because I think that maybe, maybe plays a role. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the album. Um, it's actually a funny story. Like, I kind of started as like a, like a concept album idea between my, my friend Brian and I, like sophomore year of high school when I f- like first started getting into like production because he was like, we were going to wrap it together and like be like a, like a duo and it never kind of like came to fruition that way. Like he, he left my high school and went to a different one. We're still great friends and he really got me into rapping to begin with. And I, I love that guy. Like I owe like everything, all my success to him, like when it comes back to it. But uh, 
like we had this idea for like a conspiracy theory kind of like gritty archaic weird like alternative hip-hop record um which definitely evolved over the years of like thinking about it but it i really kind of like kind of cemented the idea of making it into an album when uh, i was walking around like harvard square I, I, like a couple years ago in the middle of the summer with lucy frost was with me a uh, good collaborator berkeley oh, shout out lucy frost i hope you're listening yeah, to this lucy frost. yeah I, I am a fan of lucy frost but go ahead yeah. uh we were walking around uh harvard square um i was like really high uh kind of unsurprisingly uh, and we came across a group of flat earthers on a street corner like like live streaming on facebook okay. and like protesting i don't know if they're protesting but they were like they had just they were just kind of shouting out like flat earth shit and i thought it was hilarious so i was like yeah let's go there's this flat and they're like yeah like we love the youth like like they're seeing the truth like like come out and then like they invited me into like their live stream and i was like i was like hanging out with them for like a little bit and i was just like they're like talk it was so funny and they're like saying all this like crazy conspiracy nonsense and i was just like yeah dude 100 percent like yeah we got to show them like like george soros like the 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 wall on the ice caps like totally uh and then like i i was just like having fun because it was it was so funny uh but then i kind of i they like let me go and this this dude with a camera came up to me like this big old like shoulder mount camera and he was like oh i'm like a harvard documentarian i'm doing like like a like a picture on these guys like can i interview you do you actually think they're old as flat and i was like no <laughs> of course not like it's oh, I, you, you you should you should have just been like yes let me tell you a little bit about it like just <laughs> the shit out of it that would have been oh, but it would have been it would have been really funny like because i never got to see the documentary because i think i gave him the wrong email because i was like really stoned um <laughs> he said he'd email to me i'm not surprised by that you like i well, he just didn't put me in because it was just too bad like, yeah, this, 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 he this, might have cut it <laughs> but yeah no I, I that was so funny and just like that experience and like us having like that inside joke was like I need to make this into an album. That's awesome. And I had that art done, like, I think three, three or four years ago. Wow. Um, before I had any of the songs even started or like conceptualized. And I was like, this cover is so cool that I need to create an album that lives up to this cover. Mm -hmm. And I won't stop and I won't release it until I do. And that's kind of was like my driving force behind like, like just refining it. Because I had so many versions of it, like throughout like the years, like it, it saw so many different changes and like like my my engineer nick will tell you like it's it's been a long time in the works oh i believe it uh i will say i like i obviously i said just before big fan of this project loved it um i was i was joking with uh with you a little bit because uh i was with my girlfriend at the time when you sent it to me and i was i, I actually we never talked about this by the way and i, I wanted to bring it up because i thought this was so funny um i was like oh like i'm gonna play it with my girl or whatever like on our way to i think we we're like going on a date or something like that i was like oh, i'm gonna play it for it blah 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 like as a joke because like usually when people send me i i will say this i am one of the luckiest men in in boston because all you dudes just and people guys whoever right you all you people like that we're close with send me like your unreleased shit and i feel like i was talking telling this to uh i don't remember who i was talking saying this to actually maybe it was washi but I was like, I feel like a, uh, a little kid on Christmas, except like I'm getting the presents at like Thanksgiving. Like that's how I started. <laughs> like you guys all said to me this shit, like way before it comes out. 
Yeah. I, I feel like I feel so lucky, but I almost feel at the same time, like there's a, there's like a responsibility that comes with that. Like, don't let that leak. Like, don't, you know, don't, don't send it. I, to any- trust you, bro. I feel like the people I share to market it are the type. No, of- I- Plus who's going to be like, Oh, Aristotle Jones leak. Like I need to get that shit. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm up. <laughs> like, I don't like self deprecate. <laughs> like, you're, you're too humble. But Anyway, so I was like, I was joking, like, oh, I'm gonna show it to my girl or whatever. And you're like, I don't know if it's like that, if that's the vibe with the song, but maybe one or two. And I, her and I, I showed her the conversation. We were crying, laughing over that. We were just like, I was like, not what I meant, but like, we'll go with it. <laughs> anyway, so no, these these are not baby making uh, songs. Just for everybody, everyone's the next record. Just next record. with the next record. Yeah, no, that's that's gonna be a vibe. Before. Well, that's after you do the one with Hero, right? The the EP that he he oh, wants. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna release some shit in between because I I'm gonna take a little bit to get this next one right as well. But I'm gonna be doing some some stuff in the meanwhile, especially with Hero. Like I cannot wait to get this shit started. I I think that's a huge. I was talking to him the other day. We were we were we were shooting the shit, and I was saying like he was telling me a little bit about it. I was just like, great marketing play, right? Hero and the philosopher. Like you could do a lot with that, mm-hmm. you know, Aristotle Jones. Mm-hmm. But uh, not me anyway. So long. I get, I digress, but. The album's fantastic, guys. Seriously, make sure you guys go check it out. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of a lot of songs on this thing. I, and I, I'm telling you this a little, and I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier in the episode, that I love the songs where you got a female vocalist on the hook, and you're kind of playing, a, your, your vocals are playing a little bit in the background, and it's a very harmonious thing, and it, and it makes for such an awesome, like, ear-grabbing melody on, on a lot of these tracks. And uh, for me personally, like, the two Lucy Frost songs, that was my shit love those like walk, walk walk away and jumpy like those are those are my personal favorites uh curious what your like what maybe like your favorite song or a couple of favorite songs are off off the album or, or maybe the one that maybe means like the most to you potentially um uh, i think production wise my favorite's probably land rover because just like the amount of time and like little stuff that beat has that like i just obsessed over like I, I listen to that beat and like, I don't even, I turn that song on and like, I listen to like, I listen to the beat. Like, I got not listen to myself and I listen to Mari when she comes on. Cause she's an amazing singer, but I listen to the beat like that, that beat I am so proud of. Um, but like overall I'd say uh, like Caligula's got like a real big place in my heart. Cause I love that song. Um, Mari, Mari Aoki is another one. She kills both yeah. Land Rover and um, Caligula. She kills yeah. both those. I mean, you so did, did a great job of picking female vocalists that I've one I've never heard of, but two like super talented and really adds so much to the tracks. Like, mm. really becomes like a really full fledged, fleshed out song. Like on all of those tracks, those like those are the ones where like they really pop for me. Yeah. Well, I'm just lucky to have like be blessed with so many like amazing vocalists like all around me because like I I literally just like hit them up like for anything in there they're down to work which is like so so nice because they're they're so good like you just listen to it like yeah you got yeah guys like it's crazy like they're it's it's it sounds like anything you'd hear on the radio and like they're they're hitting this stuff like like my my engineer tell you like you you, Lucy Frost Mario could do not need like auto-tune bro like None. That, None. Shit, that shit's like near dry it That's, sounds they're, dude they're they're so good both of them i mean the whole the, the whole album I'm, I'm a huge fan again like i said congratulations i mean I, I i think it's like 
is it one of those things? Are you almost relieved that it's out now because you've been working on it for so long and you can kind of, yeah. I'm ready to start working on other stuff. Like I've, I've been sitting on this cause I, I've been, I've been sitting on this for longer than I even anticipated because my distributor district kid wouldn't let me post it for like two months because oh. of like an internal processing error where Caligula was getting flagged as like a duplicate song where it's actually just like a, like the album release of a single. And I was back and forth in contact with their like help management, which was very unhelpful to say the least uh, until like one day they just emailed me and they're like, ah, we fixed it like two months later. And I was like, Oh cool. I'll, I guess I'll post my album now. So uh, thank you district kid for allowing me permission to post my album. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm very glad. Loves Berkeley. He loves distro kid. He's not, it's just it, it, nothing to not do with sponsored. Can you tell? <laughs> This episode is not sponsored by either, by the way. But <laughs> although, hey, it'd be great. Berkeley, I'll take them. I'll, I'll say some. Yeah, I'll Berkeley say. Distro Kit, hit us up. I mean, I'll spot. I'd, I'd love to have you sponsored. And they're both great. They they both allow me to do what I love, and they both empower me to like try new things and reach new people. So that's what you need, man. You need that kind of that energy around you for sure. But um, I love. So so besides the 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 R and B baby making love ballad song project that you're going to draw. Oh, I'm totally kidding, by the way. Uh, what, what do you, and then obviously we mentioned a little bit with hero, like there could be something in the works, but like what, so what do you got? Like, I, I know the album just dropped. I know you're probably just like, all right, take a breath potentially, but you know, what do you, what are you planning on potentially doing next? Like, what are you looking into possibly putting out there to the masses for your next project or singles? Or are you looking to just kind of collab? Or are you looking to just take a break for a while? Like, you know, what, where, where are you kind of at at this point? Well, I'm I'm like always down to collab like people anyone that is like good like if you sound nice and you're chill and you hit me up I will I'll make music with you like it doesn't matter if you're big or small like I love collaborating with people because like whether it's just like even like like writing a hook like getting on like a verse or like sending you a beat or like some shit like that like I I just love like hearing other people and what they interpret like uh, like that's different from what I would interpret because then like that's that's how you learn and like that's how you, you grow and like shit like that but um i have an ep coming up with Schmeek, uh that that should be done soon he lives out in arizona and i was really looking forward to seeing him back at berkeley which is online now unfortunately so um we're gonna be that's gonna be a little bit of a delay but we're still working on that the lead single uh, like a dream was is already released off that and i got another one coming up right after the album release um i'm actually like eight or nine songs deep on my next album already like i'm like and then i got probably like six or seven that are near done so i've I've almost got like the next record completely done oh shit um yeah so i've 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 really just been trying to like quarantine has been giving me a great excuse to just sit in my room and like completely gone out on music like i i I'm not proud of the amount of time I've sat in front of my computer. Uh, and like, Trust just, me, but it, it's been good. It's been good. Cause I've finished it like in a ridiculous amount of music. And I like, I'm not one to just like sit on stuff. I want to, I want to, I want to get it out. And I want to like, I want to have people like hearing it. I don't, it's, it's not doing me any good if I'm just keeping it to myself. Sure. No, I, I agree. I definitely agree with that. Like I have been on my computer doing podcast stuff so much in this quarantine like it's been i mean i've been doing other things too but like it's been a main focus because we've kind of like we've, we've grown a lot of things and, and we upped the ante on the video content and blah 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 and people don't that are fans of the show they've heard this a million times so you get it but it's like you know 
I'm, I'm the same way. It's like when you, you're sitting on something, you, I'm, I, I want to get it out there too. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on a couple of things right now as well that I'm, I'm been working on. And I like, I've been, mm. itching, like, it, it, it's really that constant balance of like itching to get it out there and finish it. But also like, you want to like, don't want to rush it. Sure it's quality work. Yeah. Yeah. You want to make sure it, like, oh, yeah, dude. it's, it's, it's a fine line and it's easy to get caught up on either side. But honestly, a lot of, a lot of it comes down to just being able to recognize, like step back, like take a, like better, like bigger look at it. And like, is it, is it done? Like, right. if it's done, then you can, you can ruin it by keep like, by adding stuff to it. Like you can definitely overcomplicate shit that would be way better if you had just left it. Mm. So like, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely that, that balancing act. And uh, I feel, I feel like that was something that I definitely took into account when I was, when I was going through this album. I'm like, honestly, like all the music I create. Well, Dude, like I said, I, I think you're you're on a, a great trajectory right now. I mean, I love, like I said, I'm I'm a huge fan of you, a huge fan of your sound. Not even just because you're from North Shore, Mass. I, I I rep you. Either way, the music just kind of speaks for itself, people. So, much much love to you, dude. The the album is linked in the description, Spotify. But like I said, if you're on any other streaming service, go check out that uh, go check out that project. The Earth, the World is Flat by Aristotle Jones. Go check it out, guys. Support this man. Support what he is doing for the Boston scene as a whole, Massachusetts scene as a whole. My man, you've been awesome. This has been a great episode. A lot of laughs, a lot of just great information and, and you know, just sentiments and, and stories. I, I, thank you so much for this. But I can't let you go quite yet. If you, anybody that knows the show, you know what's coming. Our last question. It's the dream song scenario. And again, I'll structure it for you, Aristotle Jones. You have a song. You can make a song. I know that sounds crazy, but you can make a song with anybody. All right. Dead or alive. Okay. And uh, you can work with, we'll start you off with maybe some producers, right? You can pick a couple. Of, I, I started up this off with like, you know, pick a producer, but some people are like, oh, I want, you know, a certain drum pattern from this producer or a melody from this producer, or whatever it is. So I'll be lenient with you people now couple of producers that you want and then you get someone to do the hook and you get two guest verses include, and then you get your own first. So three verses, uh, a hook and the production dead or alive dream song scenario can be absolutely anybody. What are you going with? Go two producers, uh, Jay Dilla Madlib. That's like super easy, like straight off the top. Like, <laughs> like those are my two favorite producers of all time. Um, classic. I love dude. Madlib is just, god status um and jay dilla like really influenced a bunch of my production like when i was when i was just starting out and like like going back to like even like is it like he's he's super fucking advanced so uh like just everything he was doing back when he didn't even have access to like half the shit we have now is just it's mind-blowing that dude is incredible um uh for a hook maybe like dominic fike i really like dominic fike Yo, how are you feeling about his album, bro? Because it's getting mixed reviews. How do you feel about it? I thought it had some good songs. Uh, it, it had a, like a couple of skips for me. Uh, like I, I liked his, his, his earlier EP a little bit better, but he's, he's definitely like got a ton of potential and he's definitely going places. Actually, I met him too. I met him outside a club in Paris one time, like last summer. Where, yeah. How did that happen? Uh, I was at this nightclub in, in Paris and... With, with a couple of my friends on like a, a graduation trip from high school and we left the club and Dominic Fike and a big old posse of people was just outside. We were like, holy shit, it's Dominic Fike. 
and he's like holy shit <laughs> and we just like yeah no so I, I met him and like it would be super dope to like one day get in like the studio with him and like recant that because that would be fucking hilarious wow um but yeah he'd be great on a hook um i'm feeling that album by the way and people like people the uh fans of the the podcast know like i had politics and violence it's at the mid-year it was my number four song of the year like that's I, a good ass song bro, bro that's so I'm, yeah i'm high on that album right now i really yeah. I like really thought it was a brilliant piece of work. It's one of my favorite albums of the year. I, again, I, I know, I know needle drop didn't give it a great review and I know it's, it's, it's kind of gotten mixed, mixed bag, but for, for me personally, I, I think it's fantastic, but I anyway. like, I liked it. I thought, I thought it was, it was solid and I, I really enjoyed a d- decent amount of cuts off that shit. Like it's, it's definitely a lot of them are on my liked playlist now on Spotify. I think like, it's almost, I almost put you in the same, category in the sense where it's just like it's it's genre bending like it's it's he, he so i think you guys would play together well i think you guys would do something super yeah, cool. that'd be sick um yeah. so like i like him and then if i could get another on the hook it'd be daniel caesar because daniel caesar is just god um like uh, two guest verses you said sure you get two guest verses you get a verse and you get two guest verses all right uh mac miller love it because i just want another mac verse in the world that's all like I don't even give a shit if it's my song. I want it anywhere. I just want more Mac Miller music. Um, damn. Like, anyone? I feel like with this lineup, like, low-key, like, Denzel Curry would kill some shit. And, like, working with him would be crazy. But, like, that's – I got to say, like, dude, it's so hard. Oh, my God. Like, I could say so many people. Like, I want to do a song with fucking Kendrick Lamar. But, like, of course, that's – hyper unrealistic but like denzel curry would be fucking dope this is yo time out this is the dream song scenario you can do whatever the heck heck you want all right then fucking kendrick lamar dude kendrick lamar mac miller let's do it i love it i love it (laughs) i feel like with what you denzel is i like obviously he's he made the wall he's like i mean then we got that guy freddie gibbs and mad lib up this way i pointed to jake by accident i I don't even know like where i'm at anymore (laughs) but yeah so and then kendrick's right there too so yeah. I, mean, I got it all on this on the wall. But anyway, I, I think Kendrick fits a little, like in terms of like fit, it fits a little bit better with yeah. what you, you said. But again, it's, again, it's the dream song scenario. You can be whatever you want it to be. But I, I'm a huge fan of Denzel. Like he's been, he's been an artist. I think that has just kind of progressed like so much mm-hmm. and like, on just like a steady incline. His evolution has been incredible to watch. And like, he's, he's only got up to go. So like, I'm, I'm excited to see where he's headed. Like he's Agreed. so yeah. Tough so talented i mean like it's it's unbelievable his what what really like did it for me with denzel uh really just as like a whole artist itself is when he did the rage against the machine cover i thought that was the greatest thing i'd ever seen like i was sending that to everybody i have a a friend of mine who he's a little older he's like in his uh, late 30s uh, I actually uh, shout out Eric Kanan. Actually, he's uh, he's wrote for our blog for um, in, in the past, but yeah, he's one of our writers. Has his own podcast. Go check it out, guys. TNT podcast. But um, he likes more old school rap. He's not really into like the the newer stuff. Mm-hmm. I he's a big metal fan. Loves Rage. And I sent him Denzel Curry's cover of Bulls on Parade. Mm-hmm. And he all he texts me back. He goes, "Who is this man? I need to hear more." Like he was yeah. like <laughs> to the point where when he was at Boston calling, mm. like he wanted, he really badly wanted to go see Odessa, which was like later in the night. But I was like, bro, yeah. we gotta go see Denzel Curry. Cause Denzel Curry's at like four. Mm. And he's like, 
perfect. Let's go see Denzel. Dude, we, we mosh pit. Like it was, the, he was having a freaking field day. He like, I know he's like a big fan of Denzel, like loves taboo. Like thinks it's a great album. And I'm like, I'm pumped. Cause I'm like, I got, I got him on a Denzel. Cause I feel like people that it's funny. Cause younger, like fans that don't really like, aren't aware of rage against the machine. I feel like they were like, what is this? Why is he doing this? Who's raging against the machine? And then they're like, Oh wow. I like now know, like I opened up to this entire new, like genre category of music versus people that have been rage against the machine fans forever. Like just like, who's this Denzel dude? And how does he sound so damn good over this? Like, you know what I mean? How does he, you know, get the inflections of Zach De La Roca so well? And yeah, and he, dude. right. He's yeah. Well, that's, that's the dream song. Like, in, uh, in my wildest dreams because it ain't never gonna happen <laughs> hey who knows bro I've, I've been saying this since like i i it is my my if i if i never do anything else the rest of my life I, if i could do a turntable teachers mixtape with all the dream songs bro like that would be i would i would retire that'd be it i mm-hmm. just sell that and it would be it would be that be pretty great but yeah aristotle jones featuring daniel caesar dominic fike kendrick lamar mac miller with production from jay dilla and uh oh my god was lost and mad lip oh my god and mad lip so that is a disgusting track list that is is, oh (laughs) that'd be the best song of all time bro (laughs) take me out of it that's still like oh my god just let me listen to that music (laughs) seriously right oh yeah no don't even no no, you we need you in it you're you're the one that that thought of it made it happen so we, we need you in it but dude my brother thank you so much for being here man this was a fantastic episode you were brilliant and like I said, guys, I've said it before a million times. Check out the album linked in the description. Follow him on Instagram at Aristotle Jones, correct? On Instagram? Aristotle.Jones. Aristotle.Jones. We will link that in the description as well. Make sure you follow him for all of the latest that he'll have out. He's got obviously a like you heard a lot in the works. So if you like the album, make sure you follow him on Instagram, follow him on Spotify, wherever you get your music. And stay tuned for more. And I'm sure we'll have more with Aristotle Jones in the future. I don't think this is the last word you're going to see of him in our uh, in our catalog. That's for damn sure. Love to hear it, bro. I'd love to be back sometime. Thank you so much. Uh, you are always welcome, dude, as you know. And uh, if you're a fan of Aristotle and just coming on to us for the first time, you can follow us at Turntable Teachers on Instagram. Uh, go to our website, www.turntableteachers.com for all the latest blogs, uh, podcast episodes, uh, it's all there. Merchandise. We got it all there. We got a lot coming on the website as well. So make sure you guys go check that out. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am Mike. This is Aristotle Jones with the Turntable Teachers. And class is officially dismissed. Turn, 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 turn,